Welcome to this episode of the National Police Association podcast, Police Injuries and Anti-Police Protests. From Indian River County, Florida, authorities say a man was fatally shot after he charged at a deputy with a sword yelling, shoot me. The Indian River County Sheriff's Office said deputies deployed four taser cartridges and four beanbag rounds Friday night, but it didn't have any effect on 29-year-old Michael Kiefer. Deputies were making their third call to the home of Kiefer, who they say appeared to be intoxicated or on drugs, to investigate threats he had made to another person. That's when the situation escalated. Sheriff Darrell Orr said in a statement Saturday that Kiefer apparently wanted to be killed by law enforcement and he forced deputies' hands, requiring them to take action. From Sassoon City, California Man spits on officer headbutts police car window while being arrested for attempted carjacking. A Sassoon City resident spat on an officer and headbutted a police car window while being arrested Saturday for an attempted carjacking. Sassoon City police said they responded to reports of an attempted carjacking on the 400 block of Grizzly Road just after 2 a.m. Saturday morning. Police said several people were involved in a fight in front of a fast food restaurant and the suspect. 22-year-old Brandon Walker, was spotted punching one of the victims. While Walker was being arrested, he spat on one of the officers and was placed in the patrol car. Sassoon City Police said Walker then attempted to break one of the vehicle's windows with his feet and head. Officers then applied a leg restraint to Walker, who was booked into the Solano County Jail for an attempted carjacking, battery against an officer, resisting arrest and battery on the other victims. From New York City Protesters threaten police during subway protest in Brooklyn Close to a thousand anti-police protesters descended on downtown Brooklyn Friday night, blocking traffic, vandalizing a city bus and shouting obscene insults at NYPD cops. The demonstration formed soon after 7 p.m. on the streets near the Barclays Center, with protesters unfurling large banners that read F, K the police and don't let these pigs touch us. The crowd began dispersing by 9 p.m. The demonstration was in response to a planned crackdown on fare evasion by the NYPD. As the protesters fanned out in the streets Friday, a group surrounded a nearby MTA bus and vandalized it with stickers and anti-cop graffiti. Blank NYPD and NYPD KKK, they scrawled on the bus with white marker. They were banging on the bus, and then a kid with a white mask and a hoodie used a marker to mark the bus, one passenger said after getting off. I'm not gonna lie, it was scary, another passenger said. More from New York City Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez backs anti-cop protesters who jumped subway turnstiles in New York. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on Saturday gave her backing to a New York City anti-police protest, in which demonstrators jumped subway turnstiles and yelled anti-cop slogans to protest a crackdown on fair evasion and allegations of police brutality. Ending mass incarceration means challenging a system that jails the poor to free the rich, the left-wing freshman congresswoman tweeted, retweeting a video of protesters jumping subway turnstiles in Brooklyn Friday night. In the video, protesters are shown helping each other jump turnstiles without paying the fare, while others are holding signs with slogans like No Cops, No Fares, 
One strap hanger who did choose to pay the fare can be heard being yelled at by a protester. How do you spell racist? In YPD, protesters in the video chant. But the anti-cop chants heard in the video didn't prevent Ocasio-Cortez from lending her support to their actions. Arresting people who can't afford a $2.75 fare makes no one safer and destabilizes our community, she said. New Yorkers know that, they're not having it and they're standing up for each other. Other videos and images from the same protest that were not shared by Ocasio-Cortez showed banners that said, Punch that cop. Don't let these pigs touch us, and hit him. From Germantown, Maryland Maryland County Executive demands thin blue line flag be removed from police station. What was meant to be a show of support for first responders has turned into a political feud putting Montgomery County cops and politicians at even further odds. On Monday, a Germantown resident James Shelton and his young son, Forrest, delivered wooden American flags to the 5th District Police Station in Germantown and Fire Station 31 along Darnestown Road in North Potomac. The police department flag had a blue line running through it whereas the fire department flag contained a red line. On Wednesday, Montgomery County Police posted a photo on Facebook and Twitter showing Shelton, his son and three officers posing with the donated gift outside the district station. Thank you to resident James Shelton, who presented Montgomery County 5th District officers with a wooden American flag that he had made in recognition of National First Responders Day. The flag will be displayed in the 5th District Station, the police department wrote in its social media message. Within hours, a handful of individuals left comments scolding Montgomery County Police for not only accepting, but also planning to exhibit an object that bears a strong resemblance to the Blue Lives Matter symbol. Montgomery County Executive Mark Elrich, D., soon began to inquire about the few dozen negative online comments. On Friday evening, he made his ruling, the donated gift was not welcome. The flag provides a symbol of support to some but it is a symbol of dismissiveness to others. Because it is divisive, the flag will not be posted at the 5th District nor in any public space within the police department, Elrich said in a written statement. Under my administration, we are committed to improving police relations with the community and will immediately address any action that stands against our mission. According to Shelton, a fellow craftsman in Chicago enlisted woodworkers in all 50 states to make and deliver flags to their local fire and police departments on National First Responders Day, which is October 28. Shelton jumped at the opportunity to fill the void in Maryland. A search on Instagram returns dozens of photos of wooden flags being donated to first responder across the country. I wanted my son to be involved so he could see how important it is to give back as well as to help build good character and make a wonderful memory we will always have, Shelton said, unaware of the ensuing drama. My son was so excited to help and even more so when B helped me deliver them. Shelton's business is a one-man operation. His primary work includes signs, floating shelves, nightstand, small tables and benches. Fire Station 31 continues to display its handcrafted flag. In fact, the International Association of Firefighters Local 1664 posted a handful of photos on its Facebook page thanking Shelton and his son for their kindness and amazingly detailed work.
Our members are truly H. Humbled to accept and display this one-of-a-kind custom piece of artwork that represents our devotion to the community which we serve, the Post stated, in part. Fop Lodge 35 says it would be honored to accept the thin blue line flag. It also criticized Elrich and acting police chief Marcus Jones. The working police officers of Montgomery County are highly offended by this act of outright disrespect for them and that flag which represents the sacrifices and dedication of police officers who daily risk their lives, health, limbs and own well-being in service to their community, the FOP said in a statement released late Saturday night. Too many have made the supreme sacrifice and we will not allow political pandering by Jones and Elrich to diminish their service. Maryland Governor Larry Hogan, R says he is offended and disgusted that Elridge has prohibited Montgomery County Police from displaying a thin blue line flag. I have attended the funerals of fallen law enforcement officers across our state, and I take time to thank them every day for their dedicated service and sacrifice, Hogan wrote in a series of tweets Sunday morning. To outlaw these American flags from being hung in county buildings by law enforcement officers is outrageous and unconscionable. Hogan went on to share that the same type of flag proudly hangs in the governor's mansion in Annapolis. I strongly call on Mr. Elridge to immediately reverse this terrible decision and to apologize to the police and the citizens of Montgomery County, Hogan concluded. From Hartford, Connecticut Hartford police officer badly injured in 2018 attack, retires. Retiring early from a job she loves was the last thing Hartford Police Detective Kid wanted to do. But as she tried over the past several months to get back into the daily grind of police work, she came to realize the injuries she suffered in an on-duty stabbing attack in May 2018 were not healing the way she'd hoped. I can't do the job anymore, Kiddick said Friday, her last day on the job as a member of the Hartford Police Department. Kiddick, 35 worked as a Hartford police officer for 13 years. Were she to stay, she would have had to remain inside police headquarters, where she had returned to work this year. She said she could not imagine doing that. Her plan was always to return to the job, to put on her uniform, climb into a patrol car and answer calls. I loved being out there, she said. That's why I joined. I like being active. Acknowledging the extent of her injuries took time. Her doctors in the city understood the reality of the situation, that I'm never really going to be recovered, Kiddick said. But they let me figure it out. She said she was glad to be able to return to work, and that helped her understand the limitations her injuries placed on her. Kiddick, recently promoted to detective, received the police department's standard radio sign off on Friday and her colleagues wished her well. Still, she said, it hasn't quite hit her yet that she's no longer a cop. I'm absolutely going to miss it, Kiddick said. It's all the people, all the police officers. That was 75% of my life, that city. That's where I grew up, started right out of college at 22. It's the only thing I've known and now that's been taken from me. Kiddick was answering a seemingly routine call about a landlord-tenant dispute on May 17, 2018 at 5 Constitution Plaza, the Spectre Boutique Apartments. Kiddick made her way to the tenant's ninth-floor apartment and was attacked. She suffered serious stab wounds to her neck and throat. Nearby building employees pulled the attacker off her and fellow Hartford police officers rushed her to an ambulance and cleared a path to Hartford Hospital, where surgeons saved her.
The accused attacker, Chevron Augustine, 40, faces attempted murder, first-degree assault and assault on a police officer charges. She remains jailed in lieu of $2 million bail. Her lawyer plans an insanity defense. Kiddick said that the right side of her throat, the vocal cords and muscles, are essentially paralyzed. She has difficulty swallowing, talking and breathing. The breathing problems limit her activities. She is easily fatigued. She can no longer run, which she loved, or participate in other athletic activities. Even basic everyday tasks are taxing. It's exhausting and causes fatigue, Kiddick said. If she were to suffer another injury to her neck, the doctors are not sure they could repair it, she said. She's not sure she'll be able to work again. But Kiddick won't be idle. She's running for the Board of Education in her northwest Connecticut town. And she and her husband Tyler Charette, a state trooper, are expecting a baby in April. This news brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how you can help law enforcement accomplish its goals visit nationalpolice.org.